This is Sound and Vision from KEXP in Seattle, and today I want to share a story that aired on the show back in 2019. It's about Chong the Nomad, the stage name of Seattle's Alda Augustiano. It was for our series called Day Job. When we first reported the story, Augustiano was working as a line cook by day and was making beats by night. Working a day job was a place for her to have the financial freedom to pursue music, but it was also a creative space to make that music. Rachel Stevens has the story. I think if you were to, like, watch me at my day job, you would laugh. Because <laughs> I'm always, I'm always kind of, like, doing some sort of weird dance. <laughs> I have one headphone in, someone else is blasting music, and I'm constantly moving. Ha. When I'm at work... The thing that kind of gets me by is like listening to music and matching my movements and like dancing my way through work, essentially. This is how Alda goes through life. She finds beats and sounds in her everyday life, in everyday places. I am Alda Agustiano. I go by Chong the Nomad on stage. I am a DJ, producer, musician, songwriter, singer, and I am also a line cook. Alda is a line cook at Nana's Green Tea, which serves a lot more than tea. She chops and boils and sears and constructs Japanese delicacies for lunch, dinner, and dessert. For Alda, creativity can strike at any moment, so she keeps on her toes at work. Uh, while I'm working, I feel like I'm constantly coming up with new ideas, so I would excuse myself. Hopefully it won't, wouldn't be during a rush, but... If it's during a rush, I keep it in my head until I can excuse myself, go inside the freezer or walk-in fridge and sound like an idiot and sing hum beatbox into my phone. And I think I have around 200, 250 recordings. I asked her to share some of these. God, hello. Can you feel my I think that was a demo I made for Paris Alexa. I started recording myself because I found myself too many times throughout college, throughout Cornish. I would always forget an idea, and then I got sick of it. So at the time, I would excuse myself in class to sing out ideas on my phone and it's kind of stuck with me I think it's been my such a little breakthrough but it's such a big breakthrough it's one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten is just write down every idea you have any idea that comes to you even if at the time you think it's no good just put it into existence as fast as possible Alda has been conjuring music into existence since she was a middle schooler by 16 Alda was fully dedicated to her new love making music. She took to mixing songs with the made-for-Mac audio program known as Fruity Loops. She took bits and pieces from her favorite anime-style cartoon called Avatar The Last Airbender. Then she took those clips and put them into her own compositions. The first thing I made, I thought it was the stupidest thing I've ever made. It was one of the toddlers on the show saying, Be the leaf! So I made like a... Be the leaf! So I posted that, <laughs> and I woke up to ha- 
it having around 17,000 plays and 3,000 notes. That's never happened to me before. I was just I was just 16 and kind of just in disbelief of it all, and I kept doing it, and it was crack. <laughs> and I got a bunch of people liking my music, and it was super fun because I think that was when I realized that this was a possibility. I could do this. A possibility, but still a challenge. I showed my parents this song I made using a very good sound library, and they wouldn't stop looking at me. And after it finished, my mom said, you have a gift. I've never heard anything like that come out of her mouth ever before. All I hear is disappointment. <laughs> so it was like a real, it's, it's one of the most vivid memories I have in my mind because that's when I knew like I had to keep going. When I asked her about the validation from her mother and not the 17,000 likes, her response was, Dude, sometimes validation's gotta come from the person that birthed you. <laughs> her parents knew she had a talent, but making this her career, it was a little bit of a harder sell. I was always making beats before then, but it was there. I, th- I knew that I, I had to keep going. My parents really weren't really about me having music as my full-time career. They were definitely supportive of my passions, but they wanted something more realistic of me. They wanted something that would ensure the safety of my future. So they would tell me, maybe you could have a minor in music, maybe get an internship at a studio or something like that. (laughs) I wasn't about it. I wanted to go all in. I'm a pinball machine. You're an ice cream sundae. So, she went all in. She applied to Cornish College of Arts for soundtrack composing. The films that inspired Alda, the cartoons she obsessed over, that's what she wanted to make. And her parents were with her the entire time. I always tell people, like, my dad taught me how to listen, my mom taught me how to sing. Listening. Normally at a day at work, I would be listening to music. I'd have one earbud in, and I just need to be listening to something. Um, music, podcast, and singing. <clears throat> uh, what am I working on? This is weird. <laughs> it's the weirdest time of, like, actually, okay. Hmm. <laughs> What comes through when Alda sings in beatboxes is bravery. You see that it's been brewing in this small, seemingly shy person this whole time. And when she sings on stage in front of thousands of people, it's powerful. Which is why mega bands like Death Cab for Cutie team up with her. She collaborated with them on this song. When we drive, when we drive. And she opened up for Death Cab for Cutie during one of their shows this year. But yeah, it's just that feeling on stage is 
absolutely worth it absolutely worth it but it's also the one thing that i'm it's my own like personal mountain right now going into the music industry is that i do get mad anxiety um excuse me mad anxiety before a set that like i puked before my capital block party set yeah i just and then went on stage and the stranger wrote about it (laughs) that night But that story in The Stranger was not about bombing or being nervous. The title of that article read, Meet a Future Seattle Superstar. So, you know, at the end of the day, nerves are just the demons talking inside of your brain. And just like when I go on stage and like express myself the way I truly want to, like how you dance in your bedroom and you just share that to a bunch of people the most vulnerable part of you um i think that's special and it's worth it every time it's worth anxiety alda wants to perform more because she wants her music to reach more people you want your music to reach millions you want your message to spread to millions but what but at the end of the day for me i just want people to dance i want people to let go and you don't get a lot of chances in life to um, feel that way. So if I can get that feeling from as many people as I can, I'm good. (laughs) That's the feeling she wants. Seeing the energy she feels in her music and the dance moves of her audience, that's it. And her first audience? I show my music to my friends every day at work. My friends at work are the ones that kind of just know my deepest darkest fears and secrets and i guess that's why i show them my music and her deepest darkest fear is losing the music like just something crazy happening to me and all of a sudden the chances the development I've made, the progress I've made, all of that just goes away. I think that's what I'm scared about the most. It's just, I'm at a place in my life where I feel like I can start running, but I'm scared that I'm gonna trip and fall. (laughs) I think that's my biggest fear right now. I don't want to f*** things up. (laughs) Everything with music not work out, and then having that become my main source of income forever and being stuck in a pattern of chasing this wild dream. But, but like, it's nice to have a fallback, and I'm very grateful for the opportunities that my day job has given me. I mean, I, I can live in an apartment. <laughs> I got my own place. Her own place in Seattle. In Seattle, exactly. But I want to make music my life, and I will do anything I can. Anything she can means working hard at Nana's Green Tea and working hard at her music to make it all happen on stage. I am dancing all the time, constantly. It's it's fun, but it's also kind of like my way of getting all that (laughs) anxiety out and joy. There's just so much joy when I like get to play and have the chance to share my music. There's a lot of joy and liberation that comes with that so yeah (laughs) yeah um i guess like what what you see when i work my day job is a little similar to the chong nomad you see on stage 
Shortly after the story aired in 2019, Alda, a.k.a. Changmi Nomad, quit her day job and hasn't looked back since. She has played the main stage at the Tree Fort Music Fest, wrote this song we are hearing for an ad for Singapore Airlines, where she combined the sounds of buckling seatbelts and pulling out trays in an airplane with music. She's also composed music for the TV series Modern Love, contributed to a video game soundtrack, helped produce the lead single to the Marvel movie Shang-Chi, and she signed a publishing deal. Most of all of this during a pandemic, when being a musician hasn't been easy. This episode was created by Rachel Stevens, Bree Ripley, Ryan Sparks, and edited by me, Emily Fox, for KEXP Sound and Vision. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. It goes a long way. If you want to help financially support this show, you can do so at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.